Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your it's Friday. I cannot believe it. This week has flown by. Wrapping up another week. Do you know what's happening tonight? What's happening tonight? My son is getting married. <gasps> Edwin, I'm so excited for you. And here I am, stuck in this room. Okay, wait, no. Okay, I'm not even going to pretend that. You know what? But can, <laughs> congratulations and congratulations to Ethan and Jesse. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know what? Uh, wish them all the best. I will. Absolutely. We're, we're going to wish the best. We had a rehearsal dinner last night that uh, I really hope went well since that was my part of this whole thing. <laughs> I know. No kidding. No kidding. So here we are, recording ahead, having these conversations, and hoping the future paves, goes well. <laughs> it will. Well, listen, it will. We, we, uh, what's the old expression there about uh, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. Amen, brother. I, maybe we should just stop. And we know Jesus. And uh, in Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to learn a little bit more about him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and read this. I'm going to pick up in verse 11 again, and we're going to read through the end of the chapter. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need." Holding fast the confession. Hold on to it. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that some of the things we've read have been leading to this particular call of action because we've been having the warnings, don't drift away, beware of the unbelief in your heart, beware of disobedience. But, you know, how do you say this positively? What action do we need to take? Holding fast the confession. Don't drift away. Hang on and hang on tight. It appears to me that we've had a segment mm -hmm. of Hebrews, of this letter slash sermon, however we want to view it, because at the end of Hebrews chapter 2, we have some similar teaching. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook in the same things, that through death he might destroy. And all of this gets down to uh, verse 7, therefore he had to be made like, his, or excuse me, 17, had to be made like his brothers in every aspect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Mm -hmm. For because he himself suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted and then he goes and, and in, that's about Jesus. That's about Jesus. Yeah. In chapter three, what we have recorded is chapter three. The very next paragraph is because of that, consider Jesus. And now we've got all of this about Jesus, about the word of God, talking about the rest that Jesus is bringing us into this faithful and merciful high priest. And then it gets to this 
again, since we have this faithful and merciful high priest, I, mm-hmm. I feel like we've got an inclusio of some mm-hmm. sorts. Well, you often do. So all of this has been, <laughs> yeah, we often do. Well, I mean, even if it's not there, we want to figure out how to use these big well, words. Well, we do. That's, That's what exactly the people tune right. in for. <laughs> That's exactly right. But we have this high priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses because he is tempted like we are. Yeah. Uh, he was tempted like we are, yet without sin. Mm-hmm. So we can have confidence to draw near to him. We've learned something more about this high priest. Yeah. And, the, you know, at the end of chapter two, it was his helpfulness in the time of our temptation. Mm-hmm. One of the things we're seeing here is his own uh, personal preparation and purity, tempted in all points as are we, yet without sin. And and I pair that up with what we were noticing in verse 13 of chapter 4, that we must give account ourselves to God Mm. and that we are naked before him. We are bare before him. He sees everything. He sees it all. He sees it all. He knows it all. He can divide between the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. There's nothing we're hiding from him. And and I tell you what, for me, I become convicted again how much I need a Savior. Right. How much you I need You need savior. Jesus. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone does. Absolutely. So consider Jesus, he says. Consider this high priest. Consider this one, again, back in chapter 3, who was more than Moses. Mm-hmm. And then we had, kind of in the middle of this, who was more than Joshua. Yeah. And we've really got in this who is more than David. David. Who here, here we've got these three great men, Moses and David and Joshua, and yet consider some of the great mistakes they made. Moses, even Moses, actually was not able to bring the people into the promised land, right. into the rest. Uh, for all his greatness, for all his wonder, he got to the edge of the promised land, and then he messed up. Mm-hmm. And God said, you're not you're not going in. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Joshua, who did get to go into the land, but what our Hebrew writer points out is, but he got them in the land, but he did not bring them into the rest. And I know that because David tells us later about the rest that is going to come. And we know about David, who, though writing by the Holy Spirit, his life, the last part of it, was full of turmoil and and trial and tribulation because of the sin that he committed with Bathsheba and some other issues that he had going on. Uh, But it caused all kinds of problems. David, this, 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 who, who had been kind of the epitome of kingship, yet he is not the king. We've, right. we've got Jesus, who is the high priest. And while Aaron's name is not used here, we did have that that right. kind of allusion back to Aaron and Miriam in the middle of these chapters when it talked about Moses being faithful in the house, because that came from Numbers 12, 7, where sure. Aaron spoke out against Moses. We, we've got that allusion to Aaron there in Hebrews chapter 3. But the faithful high priest and merciful is not Aaron. No, it's it is not. Jesus, and 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 not the Levitical priesthood either. We'll, right, we'll, we'll get into that. Right, but he's a different sort of high priest. He says, "All right, so now fitting this in the context of what's just going on in these paragraphs, right where we are, uh, I wanted to go ahead and read verses thirteen through." Uh, excuse me, verses 11 through 13 again, where it was Mm -hmm. talking about the active word, because really these last two paragraphs and what we have is chapter four are two sides of an argument. He is saying, look, strive to enter his rest. And he gives two reasons. Reason number one is, is because look, God said it and that settles it. Mm -hmm. You better believe it. But number two, so that one was kind of negative, a little bit frightening. I mean, by our use of terms, negative. It's like, look, you better pay attention. You better strive to enter because God's word is sure. He said this is the way it is. You're not going to fight against well, it. It'll and, mow you down. And, and when that's what an admonition is. Yeah, it's absolutely. a warning. Very it's good. It's a warning. Very, 
But then there's point two. Mm-hmm. And point two, the other reason we should strive to enter and be diligent and do our best is because look at who our high priest is. Yeah. Look at who our high priest is. You know, look, honestly, if Moses were the high priest, we might as well give up. There's no point in striving because Moses was not able to bring them into the land. Mm-hmm. Moses, was, David wasn't able to do it. Aaron wasn't able to do it. Joshua wasn't able to do it. We should strive to enter because we have a high priest who is able to do it. Yeah. We have a high priest who's work. And that ties into what we talked about earlier about what the fear is. The fear is not when, when it talked about let us fear lest we fail to enter the rest. The fear is not, oh, no, I'm going to be trying really, 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 really hard to obey God, but maybe not quite do enough, so I should be scared out of my mind and go do some more. The fear is, if I back off from Jesus, I'm not going to enter the rest because he is the only one that is able to get me into the rest. Well, and it is such a juxtaposition going from verse 13 to the end of the chapter, verse 16. In verse 13, there is the uh, assurance of judgment before God and giving your account and you are laid bare. Uh, okay, that doesn't make me feel very bold. That doesn't make me feel very confident. I understand how small I am. Mm. But in verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Come boldly to the throne of grace? In verse 13, I don't feel like I'm in a position to be bold about anything. Right. But that's where the chapter ends because of Christ, because of who our high priest is, have boldness to go seek the grace. He's on your side. Do you recall when we were going through Matthew earlier this season in the Sermon on the Mount, how it begins with the Beatitudes? It starts with, blessed are the poor in spirit, Mm -hmm. for theirs is the kingdom. It's the people who, having come face to face with the word, realize, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. And that's going to produce mourning. But what it should also produce is the meekness and the gentleness that says, I'm going to submit and surrender, and I'm going to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I'm going to pursue that. Mm-hmm. What we find in these verses is I should be poor in spirit because the word of God is amazing and I don't measure up. Mm-hmm. But I have a priest. I have a priest who sympathizes with my weaknesses because he's been through temptation. Yeah. Now, the amazing thing is he doesn't sympathize with my weaknesses because he's been through temptation and fell just like I do. He's been through temptation, and he was victorious. But having been through the temptation, he sympathizes with the struggle, the hardship. And so when I want to enter his rest, the only way to get there is through this high priest. It's not going to happen through Moses, Joshua, Aaron, David. It's going to happen through Jesus. So I need to strive to enter the rest through Jesus. One of the things I love about Jesus that I learned in the passage is that though he is sinless. That means what's that mean? It means he did it right. He did everything right and he did nothing wrong. Perfection. And uh that experience doesn't prompt in him a well what's wrong with you? Mm. You know, look down on you. I did it. Why didn't you do it? Instead it is sympathy. Yeah. I understand. And there's mercy and grace to be found there instead of a harsher judgment right? From a haughtiness or a pride. That's not the heart of Jesus. And I'm so thankful. Yeah. He's he's saying, I sympathize. So look, I was able to get the victory. Come over here. Mm-hmm. I'll take you to victory. Mm-hmm. I'll take you to victory. And so this admonition, this encouragement, hold on to the confession, hold fast to the confession. What is our confession? Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Jesus Christ is the Son of God, which in in, in the New King James, mm-hmm. in verse 14, that's actually exactly what it says, Jesus, the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Is that what yours? Yeah. Comes through, Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, that the is our Son confession. of God. Yeah. That is our confession. He says, hold on to this confession. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is Lord. Hold on to that confession. Holding on to the confession, though, in context, is not simply repeating those words. It's living those words. Yeah. Jesus himself says in Luke chapter 6, what, verse 41, somewhere around in there, how can Luke you call 6, me? 46. 46. 46. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you call me Lord and not do what I say? Yeah. You know, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and cast out mm-hmm. demons in your name before many mighty works in your name? And Jesus said, I'm going to say to them, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Yeah. If it Holding on to the confession is not just knowing these are the words to repeat. Mm-hmm. But it's it's offering that fealty. It's confessing him as Lord. It's surrendering and bowing the knee and saying, I'm going to do what you've said. And I'll tell you why I'm going to do what you said, because I'm. I'm, I fear not entering the rest, yeah. and and I want the rest so bad, Lord, whatever you say, I'm, I'm going to do that. You're my Lord. You're my King. I'm going to hang on to that confession, no matter what the world is saying to me, yeah. no matter what goes on in the world around me. There are going to be days when it may seem like the confession is not holding fast. There's going to be days when it may seem like Jesus is not winning. There's going to be days when people are attacking Mm-hmm. There's going to be days when I stumble and fall. Mm-hmm. And and what the Hebrew writer is saying is hang on to that confession, though. Yeah. Hang on to that confession. Yeah. Come back to the Lord. Hang on to him because that is the only way to enter rest. Yeah. Amen. And it's going to be by the grace and mercy he gives that we gain that rest. Yeah. And so we come boldly seeking it. I just have to tell you, uh, if I can just bring in pop culture. Okay. The show This Is Us is wrapping up, and whether you know whatever people think about watching those kind of things, I saw the episode where one of the main characters is finally dying, and it's all about her actually getting to have rest. Mm. Our world wants rest. Our yeah. world recognizes. Well, everybody wants rest. Everybody recognizes there is turmoil. There is trauma. Uh, you know, if, if people have watched that show, they've seen all kinds of struggle all the way along. Mm-hmm. And and what they're shooting for is it's rest. And and what that what that show said was, you know, if you tried real hard and you did the best you could, at the end you'll get rest. Let me tell you what the Hebrew author is saying. If you're in Jesus Christ, at the end you'll get rest. Amen. And I will say that's one of the biggest problems with modern entertainment is that we have all these things. It moves us. It entertains us. It, it hits us in the feels. It teaches us things, but it always leaves Jesus out. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to tell you, this is us. If we want rest, we need Jesus. Thank you so much, brother. We're going to wrap up with a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day you've given us. We thank you, Father, for the promise that we have in Hebrews, the promise of of rest through the gospel, through our great and faithful high priest, Jesus Christ. And even in prayer, Father, though we are not worthy, there is the encouragement to speak boldly to you who makes all things possible. And Father, I speak today on on behalf of your people that you might give us the strength this day, as long as it is called today, to hold fast the confession of our faith. In a special way, Father, I want to pray your blessings upon the union of uh, Ethan and Jesse, and we pray that they'd have a good life together and in your service. Help us, Father, all to live for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I hate that this microphone's attached because it needs to be dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. I think, though, maybe it just needs to be turned off. It's time for us to be done. Once you lead us in prayer. There's your outtake. (laughs)